Welcome to The Boldness on 3CR, 8.55am on International Day of Disability. The Boldness is about standing up for your disability rights instead of waiting for some well-meaning person to give them to you. My name is Rafael Caleb. Today, it's a Big broadcast on 3CR 8.55am. We talk all things disability, and that means we I have the pleasure of talking with George Ironside from Visibility Studios. Welcome to The Boldness, George. Hi, thank you for having me. It is an absolute pleasure. George. Tell us about your background. What is Visibility Studios? So Visibility Studios is actually quite new. I've only been working on it for about three months, but my background is in the arts and my background is in disability. Um, So I thought it's about time I merge my two passions together and bring some visibility to the disability arts. What has been your experience of disability in a general sense? I have a personal experience with disability growing up with a close family member. So that's what kick-started it for me, my my passion of wanting to spend more time with people that are often overlooked, for lack of a better word. In the last decade, when the NDIS began, I decided to take the plunge and try to work in disability. And since then, I've gone in and out of the job, mainly because of providers or the things I've seen that are quite upsetting to me about profiting. It hurts my heart when I think that people are using the disability sector to to gain profit. And I think instead of this time backing away from it, I want to throw my hat in the ring. You've also mentioned creativity. What are the types of things you've done in the creative fields? I actually had two galleries in Berlin during the years of 2008 and 2013. I have a uh, Bachelor of Animation and Interactive Arts. Most recently, I have been working in a disability arts centre, creating exhibitions, installations, films and animations, stop-motion animations with participating artists. There was a group called Your DNA, which was a theatre group, from a perspective of trying to produce plays, what Uh, the problems of putting on a play such as getting coverage? Yeah, so unfortunately there isn't much of a budget for coverage, so we weren't able to do paid promotion. The money that was coming in was directly for taking, essentially just supporting the needs of the participants rather than 
promoting the arts. We were always having to look for alternative, like in sources of money, such as grants. That was also tricky just because when writing a grant, it takes time away from the person who you have a duty of care to. So it is a, it's a lot of double handling, essentially. It was hard to secure money and the money that we secured often wouldn't be enough to also promote and bring awareness to the shows. And then it comes down to people with a disability in the arts. It is International Day of Disability, and I'm going to allude to a very important point Mm -hmm. after you answer the first part of the question, George. (laughs) (laughs) That about equal airtime, a big buzzword, access and inclusion. What does that mean to you, George, in creativity in terms of disability? That's a great question. I actually think with access and inclusion, it's nearly, I nearly get a little bit upset when I hear it because I I think that we all should, it should nearly, it should be an equal playing field anyway. So having the segregation of people with considered to have a disability and having their own shows. And it feels like this is often the way that we have like their shows and then our shows. And I think true inclusion and access is everybody is on an equal playing field and we're all collaborating and we're all working together with my artists. I would, I love putting their work out there and I don't tell people that these guys have a disability or considered to have a disability because I want people to judge the work as you would with anyone without the bumper bars of they have a disability. Isn't that lovely? I would want them to look at the work and say, this is, this is beautiful or I don't like it, but just have an opinion on the artists themselves. And I think that to me is true inclusion. George, as a theatre group, how challenging or is it difficult to receive media coverage as an independent theatre group? I I found it really challenging. So I haven't worked in theatre that much, but I was asked to produce a show and I threw, again, once again, I kind of just helped out a lot last year in my own time because I felt it was so hard to get anyone to put the show up except for local community radio. (laughs) So besides I I had responses from three local community radios, including yourself. Apart from that, I had zero responses. And we were also sending out emails to the NDIA, but we were just receiving nothing back. And this was for two years running. It's a little disheartening when when we use we hear these words all the time about inclusion. But as soon as you have something that you want to put out there, the responses, it's crickets. So, yeah, I found it really hard to get anyone to listen unless we were willing to pay. Well, George, I like to keep things authentic. I call a spade a spade. From the very outset, my heart literally bleeds when I get a request for an interview from a community theatre group plays people with a disability. The boldness Mm -hmm. is a disability show. I get a lot of requests. I have 15 to 16 shows. 
the probability of getting on air, it's difficult. This is community radio. But we do our best to provide a voice that everybody in the community and in real terms at the 2023 Melbourne Awards, the Access Inclusion Award that was covered by a television station, I was watching this very, very carefully. They did a 30-minute show. First off, I'm congratulating all the winners of the various awards. Well done to all of them. As a person with a disability, there was around four or five winners that were given two to three minutes on a national network. The winner of the 2023 Melbourne Awards for Access and Inclusion was Skitty Inc. for the work with Mojo Film Festival. That was the extent of it. In a 30-minute show, it rated eight seconds. Simple. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Just taking it in. <laughs> Again, International Day of Disability Access and Inclusion, I would like to say that means equal air time. In the reference point, Skitsy Inc. works with people with mental illness. It's an invisible disability. Eight seconds is a half-hour show. That is 0.00001% of the time available. I would like to think that when something happens in the community and it's a person with a disability, it's often the media is very quick to point out the person has a disability and run a fair campaign. But when it comes down to a prestigious award like the 2023 Melbourne Awards for Access and Inclusion, and it's won by an organisation, Invisible Disability, they might as well not have put it out there seriously because it didn't get the coverage that it needs. And big challenge over that's why my heart bleeds when the community arts organizations and people with disabilities say we will organize an interview well 16 shows that boldness is not a concentrated disability art show oh it's amazing like that is i'm glad you did the math for one thank you and it's it's amazing what what you're doing i just wish there i wish there was more it was actually amazing to find your program because it just doesn't seem that there is even a lot out there of what you do, which is so imperative to our society. So well, thank you. <laughs> look, it's very, very kind of you, but this is not the boldness superstar show. It actually is about <laughs> disability as a whole. Now, yes. again, I'm one of those very controversial people that I call a spade a spade. It is... <laughs> A radio show for people with disability, I would like to think that there was a way to do a transcript and things Mm -hmm. like this. And guess what? There is no funding for it. Mm -hmm. And there's other things that do come into it. The issue, I would like to think that the boldness being a disability show talking disability issues would 
be able to access a transcript and have an exemption from any types of restrictions saying we couldn't do these things so that the boldness could be accessible because, again, the mathematics are the deaf and hard of hearing community, according to the ABS, is about four and a half million people in Australia alone. The ABS has calculated this figure will double by 2,050 to 9 million people, yet having Auslan translators available, and Auslan is the preferred language of the deaf and hard of hearing community, to me that's fairly reasonable. I can imagine how difficult it is for an artist who identifies as being part of the deaf and hard of community trying to get any media coverage when there isn't a way for them to actually do so. <laughs> Absolutely. And, yeah, that is actually a really amazing point. I think because I'm on the more the representation side, I can't imagine having to go it alone if I was, if I had any hearing impairment. Now, George, we're going to play some community announcements for International Day of Disability. Public transport's great. What's not great is that unless you've got a radio with you, you can't listen to 3CR when you're on it. Until now, the Community Radio Plus app lets you listen to us wherever you are. Get on board and search Community Radio Plus wherever you get your apps. Have you experienced or seen racism against blackfellas? Report racism against First Nations people with Call It Out, an online register to expose racism. Stand up, be heard, call it out. Go to callitout.com.au. A 3CR supporter. Tune in to Health Sovereignty, 3CR's International Day of People with Disability broadcast on 3rd of December, 7am to 7pm. We're talking about what health, well-being and body sovereignty mean for multiply marginalised disabled people, their kin and communities living on unceded Indigenous lands with programming by disabled broadcasters from the 3CR and broader community. Visit 3cr.org.au forward slash Disability Day 2023. Welcome back to The Boldness on 3CR, 8.55am on International Day of Disability. I am talking with George Ironside from Visibility Studios around access, inclusion. George, we're having a very interesting conversation around media representation and those buzzwords, access and inclusion have you got proposed solutions for this okay yes we have been working on this over the last few days we were actually throwing up the idea of having two courses available with us starting next year one course would be how to be your own freelance artist and the other one would be how to work in artist administration because i have a background in both uh so to do that the two classes would actually work independently and then come together and we will teach people branding and how to do social media so they can actually start representing themselves, how they want to be seen, hence the visibility. Well, that's actually one of the invisible barriers that come into the community, that common attitude called ableism. 
And I would like mm-hmm. to say these things because it's International Day of Disability. Mm-hmm. It is about Absolutely. people with disability. And if you don't have a disability, well, welcome to Reality City. This is International Day of Disability and you will be, a, the person will be ableistic somewhere. Now, mm-hmm. that means that one of the big problems I personally believe, very interested to hear your thoughts on this, George. When a person has a disability, creative fields or anywhere, and the organisation is not led by people with a disability, the people making the decisions don't have a disability and therefore can control of how people do get portrayed. Exactly, exactly. Right, so we're actually on the same wavelength with this one. Yes, so we were more thinking that we would show the the, the sides of setting up an account the skills, how to, um, so in, sometimes you can find a word. So if there's a word that a person doesn't want to have in the comments, they can, we can show them how to find that word and Instagram will filter that out and block that person immediately. So more giving people the skills as you would in a university course, you're not asking to do their work and telling them which way you want to do it. You're explaining how social media works and keeping up with it and then sharing that information with the person and saying, how would you like to be represented so that we're giving them a chance to represent themselves, not us taking photos to make ourselves feel better as ableists. (laughs) So we actually want them to represent themselves the way that they see themselves and the way that they want people to see them just as we all do with our social presence. And from a media perspective, George, how do you think that media can work better with people who identify as having a disability. So with social media, there should be, I think there should be more preferences for people who are considered to have a disability. Like I was saying just before, there are a lot of worries from family members that if their loved one is going to put themselves out there socially, they might get some pretty horrible people online. So from a social media standpoint, I think we should, instead of just having the ID that we are just doing an image description at the end of every single post. I think it also must lie with the people that make these platforms to start bringing in things that actually help people with a disability represent themselves as well. From my point, there's only so much I, I could do to not protect people, but to help them uh, navigate this world. George, leaving social media aside... I am talking about, let's say, radio stations. I'm talking about film and production. I am talking about theatre groups. I am talking about television. How can these organisations work better with people with a disability? So I've noticed that a lot in trying to find places to put on group shows and theatre productions... There does seem to be, there's grants available. The grants are very uh, small. Um, the grants available often in the disability world have uh, quickly snapped up because there isn't a lot of them. So we go for a lot of mainstream grants that we have gotten quite a few of. Uh, unfortunately, they're just, it's never enough, sadly. And again, the media doesn't represent people all throughout the year. I do think around the day of disability, it becomes a big topic once again, but throughout the year, it, it, the, it doesn't become a topic. 
And I think that there are people producing constantly out there who are considered to have a disability. There are a lot of arts disability places that are putting on things all the time. And I would like to know about it. And the only way I often find out about it is again through community radio. So I'm actually seeing a show tomorrow at uh, Footscray Community Arts called Bright and it has um, artists there considered to have a disability and I wouldn't have found out about it unless it was from community radio. So why isn't this in the mainstream? So I'm going to give our allies Footscray Community Arts a plug. I have been to the venue. It's down on the Maribyrnong River. It was a state-of-the-art, new building, utterly fantastic. And oh. one of my good friends in disability, who I will not name, has described mm-hmm. their accessible bathrooms as the best that you'll find in oh. Australia. And this is important. <laughs> and, and, and it is. Yeah. Because this is just the practical sides of it, because it's not just the bells and whistles getting the physical oh. barriers removed, such as making sure that there's the gradient is there for people who are using mobility aids, and it's a very oh. low incline, making sure that there's water bowls out the front for that assistance animals, making sure the space where people can move around, sometimes having the green rooms, and making sure people have got bathrooms they can use, that aspect of it. But when it comes down to working with people with a disability, we're going to have a very quick conversation about should people who are getting interviewed get a list of questions first? (laughs) I mean, I feel like I would have answered them better, but it's also nice to be a little bit on the spot. <laughs> well, as long as it's a rhetorical question because the answer is from experience. When a person is giving a list of questions, they do follow a reasonably logical or rational order and there's a natural flow to it. Where a person yeah. who does get a list of questions and it would especially help people with disability, they read, ah, 10 questions, ah, I will reduce this down to three answers <laughs> at maximum, and they will answer 10 questions with one 20-minute spiel. And I can tell you now it doesn't work. <laughs> so, so we try to do this on the fly and keep it friendly, yeah. and that's part of keeping it actually accessible because, again, the point that you made earlier, George, when it comes down to how people are represented in the community, it's actually about that self-determining stuff. And that's what I would describe as one of that very ableistic attitudes which people encountered, the overprotective parent of not allowing people with a disability to freedom and the rights and that right of passage to make their own decisions because it's a very hard world out there. But International Day of Disability, we put that line on people with a disability have got the right to do the things that they are important to them, the same as other people have that right. Because your last couple of questions, George, are what it comes down to with access and inclusion, why is International Day of Disability important to you? I think it's about the community coming together and giving people a voice. And everybody has the right to have a voice. But sometimes... We don't take the time to listen, and especially for people 
with disabilities, I think you said earlier, and and it, it struck me because I've noticed it too. There there is a fear around disability because when you're approaching someone with a disability with a visible disability, I do see the apprehension in people. Like if they're going to interact, it can. There's lots of different ways, but because I work a lot with people, and I'll be walking along with a friend of mine who happens to have a disability, and I notice the way people are reacting to them. And it comes from fear a lot of the time. And I think it's really important on on this day and every day to talk to people. If you would like to have a conversation, speak to them in your genuine, the way you would talk to anybody. Because starting at this bottom point, it's humiliating. So I think it's it's very important on this day that we talk to everybody the same way as we would expect to be spoken to, and then we adjust ourselves. Thank you very much for your time. George, what is the best way for people to get in contact with Visibility Studios? The best way to get in contact with us is to go to our website, which is Visibility Studios, B-I-S-A-B-I-L-I-T-Y, studios, S-T-U-D-I-O-S, dot com dot A-U, or you can email it at us at visibilitystudios at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time today. The Boldness has a very special announcement to make. We would like to welcome Club Mates Travel as a financial supporter, sponsor of The Boldness on 3CR which is holidays for people with a disability available from Clubmates Travel. Their website is www.clubmatestravel.com. Thank you very much for supporting the boldness and coming on board. We look forward to working with you over the next 12 months. The theme of today's Special edition of the Boldness on International Day of Disability was access and inclusion in the media. This is highlighted that I personally believe access and inclusion does mean equal airtime. At the Melbourne 2023 Awards, Inc. did win the Access and Inclusion Award. On a national television show that went for half an hour, well, the Access and Inclusion Award was given eight seconds in a half-hour show. The Boldness would like to acknowledge that Skitsy Inc. did win their Access and Inclusion Award at the Melbourne Awards 2023. Extremely well done to everyone. International Day of Disability does mean a lot to me, Rafael Callum, as a person. The big... A number of years ago, the original Disability Pride art mural in Footscray was wrongfully removed. With hindsight, the resulting outrage and outcry about this meant that Disability Pride is back, did become the gold standard for what access and inclusion meant. 
facilitated by Larissa McFarlane. Many congratulations that that was when the disability movement in Australia did come of age. The Boldness were back on its regular time slot on Wednesday, the 20th of December at 6pm on 3CR 8.55am. I'm also hosting a summer series for summer programming. Check out social media for all the details on the 3CR website. Thank you very much for joining me on International Day of Disability in 2023. We're going to go out with a song, Access, Access by Johnny Crescendo. Thank you very much. We've been talking with George Ironside from Visibility Studios about making change in the arts world. Thank you very much for your time. Let's take it away with Access, Access by Johnny Crescendo. Access, access, united we're strong. We won't go away because we know you're wrong. Access, access, you've had your way too long. We're here and we're gonna stay. You closed all the streets, the shutters out of town. You tried to give us sweets as you took away our ground.